Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The topics and opinions expressed on the following show are solely those of the hosts and their guests and not those of W4WN Radio, its employees, or affiliates. We make no recommendations or endorsements for radio show programs, services, or products mentioned on air or on our web. No liability, explicit or implied, shall be extended to W4WN Radio, its employees, or affiliates. Any questions or comments should be directed to those show hosts. Thank you for choosing W4WN Radio. It's noon and time to ask Raphael a question. This is Betty Ray, your host, and today I'd like to talk about the dirty, sneaky games people play. I wrote this in a book a long time ago and found it quite interesting as Raphael chatted with me. And so I'd like to read from the Mastership book on this particular chapter, which is Mastering Life's Games. And so Raphael says... Games are played most often in close personal relationships. They involve expectations, which can become the death of the relationship. Expectations have to lead to game playing, and game playing leads to confrontation, and confrontation leads to disharmony, and disharmony leads to the dissolution of the relationship. He goes on to say, Cultivating the art of detachment is a necessary tool in winning at the games people play. Although some may think it is uncaring, then detachment is the instead of loving without conditions. It is accepting each person as divinely created and using that divine energy as best he or she can in the moment of your time. So, Detachment is like stepping away from the scene and going back into the audience to view the bigger picture. That way we can enjoy the show without getting pulled into another person's drama. The games people play are meant to pull us into their drama, to get us up on their stage so we can play with them. You do not have to play if you choose not to. Now I hear you saying, but when it's family, you have no choice, but you do have a choice. Excuse me. Now this is, this is from me talking here. There are age old drama themes and one everyone must play is the family drama. I recall a client who was pulled into his family's drama because he was an ailing, he had an ailing mother who was slipping into dementia and could no longer care for herself. His father was deceased, and this man had been made executor of his mother's estate. But there was a sister and nieces who put in a claim to the estate. That alone was a drama this man could have done without. It grieved him to see the greed and manipulation of members of his family. But the hardest part was yet to come when he had to find an assisted living home for his mother, who did not want to leave her home and her animals. The drama went on and on until finally he and the sister were in agreement about finding a place to care for his mother. So I asked Raphael, How does a person stop playing the games when they are placed smack dab in the middle of them? Raphael said, you play with a raised consciousness 
that lifts you out of the fear of making a wrong decision, of being sued, of losing love and respect. Each person learns to look at all the facts, weigh in all the emotions, and then go into a deep meditation and ask for divine guidance. When the mind and body empty itself of anxiety and fear, divine inspiration fills the void. And that is certainly the most important thing you could do at any time, any crisis in your life where you have to make a decision that can be life-changing. You need to get rid of the anxiety and fear, go into a deep meditation, and then allow the inspiration to come. A few weeks ago, we did a meditation that took you into your inner sanctuary, as we called it. I would remind you again that this is a place you need to go to every day, several times a day. Anytime you feel confrontations or you feel that you are out of sorts, that's when you need to go into that deep meditation and reminding you that you do that by relaxing your body and relaxing your mind and breathing deeply. By doing that deep abdominal breathing, you do help to relax. If you find your shoulders are tense, you're probably doing shallow breathing or chest breathing. But again, this is a daily meditation that is so valuable to keep you balanced and to keep you going happily. And so Raphael goes on about the different games that people play. And the first one he talks about is the blame game. Oh, yes, we've all had that experience. It's the most popular game for young souls. People who utilize this game use it to excuse their actions or mistakes. You hear them. Oh, dear. Okay, my battery is low. It says I got to plug in another power source. Oh, well, okay. This is kind of technical stuff, but let me see. Was it the games that people play? <laughs> I love it. It's, I'll be back in a second. I'm going to go. I'm going to keep talking while I go around and find another power source for some reason. Aha, I see what's happened. I just turned around and saw that my plug into my computer is was unplugged. So we should be up and going now again. All right. These little interruptions are kind of games that the spirit will play with us and make things a little more complex. But the games people play are such that people says, this is what Raphael says, when people play the blame game, they are unaware they have lowered their consciousness to play the game. They believe that things happen to them, that life is created from the outside world inward. The truth is, life is created from within, outward. These wonderful words from Raphael are so true. You are the creator of your world. How you think and how you allow your emotions to rule you will create your world. There's no other way that it can happen. <laughs> okay, message was typed it could have been the blame game that that caused this to happen so sometimes sometimes negative energy will try to keep you from doing what's good and little glitches like this can happen but you smile and you work through them and then you continue on so Raphael says how to win at the blame game this is of course uh, is a very important thing and he says accepting complete responsibility for your thoughts Emotions, choices, and actions will prevent you from entering into the blame game. And do not allow anyone to blame you for something you did or did not do or did not intend to do. Give up putting expectations on others to create your inner sense of well-being. Now, that's a biggie. So often, women will get into a relationship because they have the need for someone to take care of them. They believe they cannot do it for themselves. And so it ends up that the blame game goes really big time when you put expectations on someone else for your well-being. And so Raphael goes on to say, do not allow anyone to burden you with the responsibility of taking care of his or her needs. Take steps first to recognize your needs 
and to make it your business to manifest the fulfilling of those needs. Now, there's a new game out there with young people, and it's called the entitlement game. I've run into that from my teaching experience. It was as though the students expected me to stand in my head and entertain them, that they didn't have any responsibility to learn, and they didn't accept the respect to a teacher that was due them. It was disappointing for me to see at the end of my career how students felt they were entitled to an education and you as the teacher were there to give it to them, but they didn't have to do anything to earn it. It was rather a strange way. So the entitlement game, Raphael says, to add caution here, sometimes, oh, let's back up. I wrote in this entitlement game is that be aware of those people who have this complex. It seems to be all the rage today. It is the in game to believe you have the right to be happy, quote and unquote. For some people, this means they can do whatever is necessary to get what they want, regardless of the consequences. They use this as an excuse to act without integrity. They seem to have no sense of what is basically right or wrong. They seek instant gratification. They believe they are entitled to a healthy body and yet want to indulge every tasty thing within their anxieties create. How else could the pharmaceutical advertisements get away with selling drugs with life-threatening side effects? But people will go to their doctors and insist they be given that drug. And if they become ill, they will sue the pharmaceutical company and everyone and everything related to it, rather than accept responsibility for their own choices in health. Then, the lawyers will join the confusion by seeking out victims for clash action suits. What a world we live in. Isn't this true? Let me hear from you if you have any examples about the blame game, for example, and the entitlement game. Especially if you're a teacher. And you're seeing that among young students today. And it makes me wonder about these people who have gone on shooting sprees. They watch this on television and they wonder what it would feel like. And they feel entitled to be able to have that experience if they so choose. These are definitely beginning souls that do not know the consequences of their actions or are not in a world of reality. It has been so amazing to me to see so many killings in schools and in places like that. And it makes you wonder about what's being fed to our young people on television with the majority of the shows being about killing. And so we we don't accept responsibility for what we give and feed to our children. And it makes me wonder. It would be so nice to hear from you. If any of you have any opinions or any feelings about this, check in with us today. If not, I will continue on. So, Raphael says, how to win at the entitlement game. He says to avoid playing this game with people who expect you to take care of their needs, you need to become both emotional and and financially independent. I can't tell you how many times I have told this to the people that have come to Raphael for counseling. Raphael says this time and again, you are responsible for taking care of your own needs. There is no one else that can do that. And so again, we say to you, when you are in need, check to see how you can fulfill that need. Don't look to somebody else to do it for you because there you fall into the entitlement game and there you can fall into the blame game when somebody doesn't take care of your needs because you ask. And so it is your responsibility to take care of your financial and emotional needs. Now, I know there are exceptions to the rule that hardships can come, bad health can come, put you into debt, and it just seems like a... a ever-ending problem. So many people nowadays have ended up in bankruptcy, and that mostly is because of the problems with our health care. And so you cannot be blaming yourself. Let's start there. Don't blame yourself. If you have done all that you can do to take care of your financial needs and things just don't work. On the other hand, I counseled a young man one time 
and I've told this story before, who wanted to buy a new shiny car. Problem was, he had two, at least two credit cards that were maxed out. And he didn't understand why he wasn't getting the new car. He did put a picture of it on his refrigerator, and he meditated on seeing that car in his driveway. But he didn't take care of the basic problem, which was his own oh, inexperience in understanding he was responsible for his financial situation. And I don't understand how that happens, but so many young people today think nothing of going into debt up to the max and then filing bankruptcy. What they don't understand is they are creating a karmic situation where they will have to pay back whatever they went into bankruptcy for Unless, of course, it was about health. We can get into medical bankruptcy, and that isn't the same as our self-indulgence kind of bankruptcy. I'm still waiting to hear from you. Call us and or type in. If you're tuned in to me, let me hear from you. This is Betty Ray in Asking Raphael. And so the next one is the guilt trip game. Everybody knows about guilt trips either from being the brunt of them or from dishing them out. Parents, teachers, preachers, and priests often use this technique to get others to do what they believe is, quote, best for them. Some spin guilt trips to fulfill their personal desires and beliefs. The father in the movie, My Big Fat Greek Wedding. Where is this information for people to get? This information for people to get, this is from my book. You can go online to uh, angelbettyrayandraphael.com and you'll find the book called Mastership. This is what I'm quoting from. Although it is in revision right now, the keys to the kingdom of heaven and the Mastership book are becoming a partnership. So that the beginning information, like how to meditate that I did that one week, that is um, that is going to be in the Keys book, which is the Keys to the Kingdom of Heaven. And it will show in there also how to do that meditation that I spoke about a couple of weeks ago, how to get to your inner sanctuary or your inner kingdom of heaven. So the Keys to the Kingdom will be these basic metaphysical spiritual understandings and then the mastership will elaborate on that so i'm revising the two of them but they will be available on my webpage angel betty ray and Raphael. and of course you can also call me if you'd like a free reading from Raphael. give me a call at my uh, home phone number is 352-419-5895 and I repeat again that you can have a free reading from now on with Raphael because I believe I've been giving so many blessings in this world and I'm in my 80s and I want now to pay it forward and give it back to the people of the world. So you can call me at 352-419-5895. It says these are all about the games that we're talking about, the games that people play. Uh, for some reason, I'm not getting um, statements on here. I'm only seeing it flash in. So, so yes, you can call me and you can have a reading with Raphael. And you can, let's see, can I get rid of that? There we go. All right, I'm looking at my my screen here and looking for people to call in, but I'm not seeing the messages. So, again... We're talking about the guilt trip game. And everybody knows about that. We've all had the experience of... And one of the things that I've learned, though, is that if you did not have the intent to do harm, then you need not feel guilty. This is really important that you remember this. If you missed an appointment because you forgot, or if you, if you uh, were late for an appointment through no fault of your own, do not feel guilty and do not allow anyone to put a guilt trip on you. For those are circumstances that are the way life is played out to offer opportunities to the people involved not to be angry because of something that happened of which you had no control. 
So do not feel guilty for things of which you have no control or had no intent to cause harm. That's a biggie for you to get rid of guilt. Look at that again. Things that happened of which you had no control over and that you had no intent to cause harm or discomfort to anyone else. Then no guilt on your part is involved and you not allow anyone to try to make it so. So guilt trips game, we fall into this trap very easily because we are caring people and we want people to be happy. So Raphael says how to win at the guilt trip game. He says this, While it is important to avoid putting expectations on others, do not allow others to put uncomfortable expectations upon you. Learning to be independent also means to figure out what works best for you, not for another. Begin to speak your truth and stand up for yourself. When someone wants you to rescue them or to do anything you do not feel comfortable doing, say, No, thank you. That isn't comfortable for me right now. Or you could say, let me think or pray about that. I'll get back to you. In other words, learn how to say no, gently but firmly. This is a problem I see so often in the consultations that I do with others in Raphael, helping me to see, is that we often fall into the guilt trip because of the expectations other people put on us that we didn't, we didn't want, we didn't ask for. So begin to look at your expectations for others and what kind of guilt trips you put on them because they can't fulfill your expectations and do the same with others doing it to you and begin to say, no, I don't accept that. That is not what I bargained for. And stand up for yourself. This is really, really very important. You know, making someone happy is an impossible task. People have the free will to decide how they are going to react to life's experiences each moment of each day. How can you know what will make others happy when most often they don't know how to be happy themselves? And each moment they have to make the choice. Am I going to react angrily? Am I going to react sad? Am I going to react with a guilt trip? Each moment is a free choice for each individual person. You're not responsible for that. So look at that. Don't allow anyone to put expectations upon you to be what they need you to be for them. That's not your responsibility. There's the thing. Each person has to learn how to create and manifest their needs on their own without looking to somebody else to do it, without women looking for a sugar daddy to take care of them financially and emotionally. It just doesn't work. It only ends up in destructive relationship, pain emotionally, and a bitter ending. So, Raphael goes on to say, and I'm quoting, people who play this game, the guilt trip, are chronic worriers. They can imagine all kinds of terrible things happening to their loved ones. Please remember, worry is negative energy. It pulls both you and the person you worry about into the lower consciousness. Instead of thinking of possible negative scenarios regarding them, picture uplifting positive scenarios and send them a basketful of love. You will raise their consciousness to become inspired as to how to solve their own problems. I'm waiting to hear from you. Do you have examples of the guilt trip? Do you have examples of how you got into a relationship that was one guilt trip after another? If so, tell us about it. Share it with us. Remember, we are listening to you and wanting to be of service to you. Raphael went on to say, You may think you always want what is best for others, but you may become the problem in their life's plan. You cannot know if someone may be balancing a previous lifetime. Only the source God knows. Perhaps a person's quote-unquote failure is the way to right a previous wrong. I want to hear more of the story you are telling. Okay, 
the story that I am telling is about people that try, as Raphael says, that try to create happiness for the people in their lives, try to solve other people's problems. This is actually a problem that green souls have, and we've talked briefly about this previously, but each soul has its own point of view and its own purpose, and souls that come from the green ray are always trying to be of service to others, and they get into the trap of sacrificing themselves to make others happy. So, Raphael goes on to say, if you have people in your life who believe they know what is best for you and who interfere in your life for, quote, your own good, walk away from the relationship. Are you doing that to another person? Are you always saying what you believe is best for them and this is what they should do? Are you shooting on them? Watch out for that. You are the only one that can create your life the way you desire it to be. If someone comes to you and asks you for advice, then you call upon the angels and archangels and you ask for help and then you give the advice. Only then do you offer advice to another person. Do not step on their... Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No Stage, unless they invite you. So Raphael goes on to say, you are being given an opportunity to grow in self-trust and to stand up for what is right and good for you. Even if it is a parent or a best friend, people may try to push you this way or that and will not give up. If you let them, you will lose sight of your own visions that once excited you. Instead, you end up trying to help create the visions of others. And you steal from them the opportunity to listen to their own visions and follow it. So, this is me talking in the book. Unfortunately, as a teacher, I've watched parents think they know best when they force their child into a career that does not fit their plan that God has for the child's life. It takes great courage and determination to refuse to allow someone to interfere with your life plan. But, as in all things, each challenge becomes a golden opportunity to advance spiritually, to gain emotional strength, and to display courage in refusing to allow anyone to interfere with what your heart and soul say is best for you. The victory in this struggle comes with a higher consciousness as you trust yourself and you detach and you follow your dreams. Now the next game is the anger game. And unfortunately that game is being acted out time and again on this planet. It is really sad. We have a question. How can you stop them from interfering? Well, first of all, you have to recognize that they are interfering in your life. You have to recognize that what they say is not comfortable for you. And then you say right then and there, I'm sorry, but, but your idea, I appreciate it, but it, it doesn't fit for me right now. It's just not comfortable. Perhaps it just isn't the right time for me to follow that advice. Be as gentle as you can but it's a way of saying, no, that does not fill my needs at this moment. And so that's how you stop them from interfering. You simply stop them. Or you say, thank you for that advice, and then you ignore it. You are the one that makes the decision what to do next. And if somebody is pushing a decision on you, really back off, because that is the wrong time to make a decision absolutely a wrong time when you are not certain of what it is that in your heart that you really want to do. Don't make any decisions when you are uncertain or afraid or any of the negative energies. Never make a decision then. So the anger game is a powerful one and it is what has caused a lot of the shootings and deaths because of, of belief that this is the right thing to do to eradicate those people who are evil upon the planet. 
there's all kinds of reasons why people believe they should kill and eliminate a person. There are hired assassins that job, their job is to eliminate anyone that someone believes should not be on the planet. And we know we've had some powerful assassinations of President Kennedy and Robert Kennedy and some of the other people on the planet that have been wonderful people, would have done so much good for the planet, and somebody decided they were evil or whatever reason, or power and control, whatever reason, they decided to take them away. And yet, God's plan is constantly unfolding. So, when you look at those tragedies, you look for the higher good that comes from it, and you know that God's will is still working in the world, even though oftentimes we misinterpret it and we don't always follow it. So the anger game, Raphael says, anger is the action emotion. (coughs) Excuse me. It is the result of an underlying fear that a need may not be met. It sends an adrenaline rush to take action to change the situation to meet your needs. Anger is often displayed as an explosive reaction to an event or a confrontation. It can be demonstrated through a use of degrading, even violent words, which can escalate into violent actions. Some people seem to resort to anger as a means of manipulation and control over others. These people are immature emotionally and are very likely young souls. Unfortunately, men more than women usually red souls, which are souls that are inclined to use this anger technique to control others. Mental abuse is only too prevalent in relationships when fear of loss of control is expressed in anger. Then in this book, I go on to say anger can rise up within you like a volcano ready to erupt, and then if pushed, it often spews molten lava over everyone. I've read for people who are basically meek and mild because they push their hurts and anger down in their third energy center until one day a short fuse gets lit and a volcanic eruption occurs. This mindset believes that avoiding confrontation, swallowing just anger, and walking away is better. It is not. It's what causes ulcers. It's what causes tension and illness in the body. When you swallow anger and you swallow the unjustment of somebody, the injustice of somebody raking you over the coal for something you didn't do. Sometimes you don't react because of fear of loss of a job or standing up to someone. Then you are losing an opportunity to grow spiritually. It is a time when you stand up and you say, no, I am not responsible for what you say. And I do not accept what you are saying. To do that, Even if you lose the job, you have gained so much soul advancement that a newer and better job will open up for you because that's the way it works. You are the creator of your life. Is it lost forever? I have to have a clarification. I don't know what that means. Is what lost forever? Would you please clarify? Is what lost forever? The opportunity can be lost forever. But it will only build up, if it's anger, it'll only build up and another opportunity will be there, if that's what you're saying. Any seeming opportunity that you turn down is not going to be lost. The opportunity you are talking about to stand up for yourself, is that what we're talking about? Yes. That opportunity will, if you don't do anything in the moment, you don't stand up for yourself, You will become the whipping child for somebody who is lording over you their power and control. And you will again be blasted by their authority until you do take the opportunity to stand up for yourself. There's always that opportunity. God is so patient. God is so loving. It wants you to love yourself so that no one can tear you down. You will not allow it. It is though you have within you an inner child that you have to protect. You have to stand up for it. No one else will do it. No one else will take care of your needs, your inner needs, your inner child's needs. Only you can do that. And if it means losing a job, 
So be it. I know in this day and age when people are so worried about finances, but it is their very worry about finances that catches them in that catch-22 where they can't seem to move out of a worry about finances. Once you are settled into a particular mindset, it's hard to get out of it. And the opportunity to stand up for yourself might mean a loss in one way, but such a gain in another way that it opens doors. Again, you are the creator of your world. What do you choose to experience? If you choose to experience abuse and someone yelling and being angry at you, if you choose to accept that and you become shrunk within yourself till you disappear, that's what you will experience. That will be your world. But is that really what you want? Don't you want to shine, to find your niche, and to, fi- and to find a way to be creative and joyful? Of course you do. New message is received from Babs Tashin. It is a multimedia message. Okay. I just received a, a message from someone else outside of this thing. Yes. I hope that... I can be of assistance to you on this radio show. And again, this message from Raphael on the different games that people play, I hope are helping you. How do you find your niche? Aha. You have your niche in many different ways. Now, I found my niche by going to school and becoming a teacher. I wanted to teach music. So way back in my 20s, I went to college and I studied music, and I studied how to be a vocal music teacher. So you have opportunities from the time you are born to the time you pass from this planet to fulfill your needs. Now, I'll go back even further. I was saying, I don't know how to turn this off. Okay. We have this all kinds of stuff going on here. All right. So we're back to, yes, how do you fulfill your niche? How do you find your niche? Each moment that you are here, you have probably dozens upon dozens of decisions to make each day. Okay. We have someone that's trying to get through to me on another line, and I have to cancel that for now but to get back to you how to find your niche depending on your age right now let's say that you are of an age where you've retired and how do you find your niche in retirement well that's a big question because sometimes you need a little extra cash and you'd like to have a job or you'd like to have a way of creating something that would give you an extra amount of job so to find your niche You explore every idea that comes into your mind. You talk to friends. You talk to family. You decide first, what are your needs? What is it you would like to experience? Once you can narrow down that thing, like, for example, with me, when I said I wanted to be of service to God in any way that I could, and all of this evolved after I retired from teaching, even though my teaching career was a joyful experience. I taught vocal music from kindergartners through high school. We put on some wonderful musicals, and we created our own musicals. We wrote our own songs. Every day I was inspired, and I followed those inspirations, and they gave me joy. My niche was that. Your niche is unique to you, your soul, your past lives from your soul, the people that you have entered onto earth stage with and how you react with them. All of this is your life story evolving. So if you're looking for a niche, if you're looking for something that expresses who you are, first of all, look to what gives you joy. When you do that, you will discover that you are following your divine plan. God is always giving you hints through your guardian angels. What is it that you really get excited about? What kinds of things do you really enjoy? The question is, what if you don't like the way 
Please show the question again. It's not showing up on my screen. Thank you. What if you don't like, would you show that again, please? For some reason, I'm not getting that. I'm sorry. Please show that question again. Here we go. What if you don't like the way the story is going? Well, you have to say to yourself, gee, look what I've created. Because you are constantly evolving the story that you are creating. And if you don't like the way the story is going, then you need to sit back and say, okay, what do I want it to look like? What do I need it to look like? So, again, you need to pay attention to what your desires are. And if it isn't going the way you want it to, you have to look back and say, what fears did I give into? What compromises did I make out of fear? Because that will change the picture. When you follow the fear path, you're not going to be happy with what you see. When you f- follow fear and doubt, and you don't think you are powerful enough to create what you need, then you don't create what you need because it becomes a belief system. And there are so many beliefs that we take on from our parents, from our beliefs in past lifetimes that can cause us to, to stop creating and expecting God to just dump it on us. Well, God gives you a mind. God gives you emotions. God gives you the power to create and gives that energy is God creating through you. And so when you get excited about something, like for example, the friend, my friend that came this weekend, she wanted to take an art class, has been wanting to take an art class. And she, I just happened to have my art studio here. And so we went into my art studio and we got out the acrylics. She said she wanted to do a sunflower painting and she loved the dark blue background that I had created on another painting. She wanted to duplicate that. So we went online. We found pictures of, of sunflowers. She picked one out. We just had her sketch it on a piece of canvas and then start filling it in with bright yellows and oranges and browns and green leaves. She put in all kinds of green leaves. Before she knew it, within two days' time, she had a beautiful sunflower painting, and it had a a brilliant blue background that was shaded. It was swirls, so that was light and dark blues. It was gorgeous. In just two days' time, she had created a desire that she'd been wanting for some time. So your dreams are fulfilled in strange ways you never expected. But you have to hold on to those dreams with joy and excitement that it will be fulfilled. So how do you find your niche? How do you fulfill what you desire? By focusing on them and not letting go with passion to make them happen. And I use your example, if you didn't hear the session where I talked about this one rug that I was designed to create, it was my first rug and I I couldn't I, I couldn't let go of the vision that was in my mind. So I sketched it on a sheet of paper, an eight and a half by eleven sheet of paper. And then I went looking for somebody to show me how to create it. And all I found was latch hook. And I knew that wasn't what it was because this was more like Berber carpeting. It was wool cloth cut into strips and brought through a backing like burlap, made loops until you filled in the design like coloring with wool. It took me months before I found somebody that knew what I was talking about. All the arts and crafts stores I went to had never heard of the kind of, of rug cooking I was seeing in my mind and yet had never seen before. And so... Within a year and a half, I had created a six-foot rug, four-by-six-foot rug that was called Symbols. And it was powerful, so powerful, that it was selected to be in a magazine called Celebration of Hand-Hooked Rugs. What a... What a gift this was to me. And the rug has brought such good energy into my home. So, But I had a passion 
to follow through on this vision to the point that I went miles to find somebody that could do what it was I was seeing. I didn't let go of it for months at a time. My husband and I went to Canada to see if we could find it, and nobody knew what we were talking about. But eventually, I did find it. And eventually, I went ahead. I had four lessons, four lessons only. And I went ahead and finished this big rug. And then within a year of that, it was published in a book called Celebration of Handhooked Rugs by the Rug Hooking Magazine. And so it's on my webpage, by the way, angelbettyrayandraphael.com. You can look up that rug. And you can see this is an example of following your passion. If you don't have a passion, if you're wishy-washy about, oh, that's a good idea, but I haven't got time, and it takes money, and so you dismiss it. If you have an idea, and it's a good one, be passionate about it. Be determined to make it become a reality. And don't stop until it does. Then you are manifesting what God has planned for you. I hope this answers your questions. Please send in more questions and let me help you. So we've got another guilt trip game, or rather these games that people play, and it is the needy person's game. Oh my. Everyone needs encouragement and a compliment now and again. We need to be appreciated and admired to gain self-confidence. The problem lies with insecure people who constantly need another's approval before they can feel good about themselves. They are always asking their friends or spouse if they look all right or if what they want to do will be successful. They often make deprecating remarks about themselves, hoping someone will contradict them and reassure them in the form of compliments. And on the flip side, there are those who are overly needy. They can be good at manipulating others to do their bidding using the guilt trip game and others like it. But how to win when you have a needy person in your life? Raphael says, If you fit Ray's description above in needing to be admired or to feel good about yourself, we suggest you begin each day with a pep talk. Remind yourself how well you have learned to create whatever you have set your mind to do. Realize how talented and beautiful or handsome and amazing you are. Give yourself 10 compliments each day. Write affirmations about how you can take care of yourself. Paste them on the refrigerator, the bathroom mirror, the closet door, everywhere. This method of affirmation is a reprogramming process. It means putting a guard on your mind to change any thought that says you cannot do whatever your soul envisions for you to do. If you are in a relationship with someone who is in great need of praise and appreciation for one entire week, give them an overabundance of praise and appreciation. If after that time they are still just as needy, You have three choices. One, continue to feed their inferiority complex forever. Two, decide to ignore them and live with their flaws. Or three, you can walk away. Here's a question. What if someone we have never done anything for? What if it is something we have never done before? Well, good. How wonderful. So go ahead and do it. My goodness, so they're saying I only have four minutes left. If it's something you have never done before, look up all of the information you can online about what it is you want to do. Gather as much knowledge as you possibly can, and then launch yourself into doing it, because that is the new you unfolding. It's wonderful to get new challenges and new ideas. And relationships can be challenges. And that's why Raphael says, if a relationship is not working, walk away. And it is their challenge to overcome if they're a needy person, not yours. Your challenge is to show compassion, love, and kindness. Now, a person asks, how can we know we can do it if we have not done it before? <laughs> I didn't know I knew how to hook before I tried looking for it and began doing it. I didn't know I was going to have it in a magazine. 
You don't know until if you haven't done it before. You don't know until you try something new and find out you can be good at it. And because you're going to do the very best that you can and give every bit of passion to it, of course you can do something new. And it's constantly, I just bought a new home. I didn't know I could do it at my age to get a 30-year mortgage. It's laughable. But I just bought a new home. And I am thoroughly enjoying this new home. And I still have another home that's waiting to be sold. If anybody's interested, go look online for a home in Cloverleaf. Okay. Question, did it come? Whoops. <laughs> I didn't catch the question. Did it? Did this come before? I don't know what the question is. It's not staying on the screen, so I can't see it. But we only have a couple of minutes left. So I'm so glad that you participated with me today. And I hope that you will come back again next week and call me. Don't forget, you can call me and ask Raphael questions. I'm at 352 419-5895. Call me and chat with me, and I'll be happy to answer your questions further. 352-419-5895. And it is one minute left, and so I'll give that number again. Also, my webpage is angelbettyray, A-N-D-R-A-P-H-A-E-L.com. And that phone number again to contact me is 352 419 5895. God bless each of you. Thank you for listening. Come back again next week so that we can talk and Raphael can answer your questions. We hope that you enjoyed today's session. God bless all of you and goodbye for now. 